0: Welcome to GovCast, connecting with federal IT's top decision makers. I'm your host, Amy Kluber. We often hear how fast the private industry operates when it comes to technology and how government always wants a piece of that pie. Reggie Cummings, Executive Director of Infrastructure Operations at the Department of Veterans Affairs, has had a long tenure in the private sector. Being a veteran himself and working with his father, also a veteran, To navigate VA benefits, Reggie has a personally driven mission to ensure his office operates with a guiding North Star for the legacy he wants to leave behind. Because IT infrastructure is so behind the scenes and often discussed very technically, Reggie provides a look at how his initiatives are contributing to the ultimate goal of serving our nation's veterans. In a way, we all depend on these efforts to support the veterans who touch our lives every day, whether it's a father, aunt, friend, or even yourself. Peeling back the layers of what makes these services can help all of us understand what technology really means in the grand scheme of federal IT modernization. Well, Reggie, welcome to GovCast. It's so great to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I uh, really appreciate the time and opportunity.
0: So start us off with what you do at VA and what exactly are you responsible for there?
1: So my role at the VA is essentially overall responsibility for the delivery of core infrastructure services. you know and in doing that, I also you know set the overall strategic direction for a, a very diverse set of technologies, if you will. So I have over 3,000 uh, know, team members to help me do that. but the core services, just you know, to kind of give a, a sense of what that is, is really around the enterprise network. The data centers to include our cloud environments, servers and storage, cyber security operations management, also includes platform services, enterprise platform services, as well as internet working services. So that's things such as Active Directory, middleware, certification or certificate management, as well as our identity and access management environment. So all those fall within my uh, scope of responsibilities.
0: And certainly not small things. Those are uh, pretty uh, large backbones for the agency, especially for technology.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Um, you. It's, you know, pretty central to almost everything that happens at the VA. And um, while I uh, am humbled, um, you know, by the span and the scope that we have, I also feel it. And so it's just very rare that um, something happens that I don't have to perk my ears up and pay attention to because there's, a high probability that uh, my team's involved in some way, shape or form.
0: So what exactly brought you to VA?
1: For me, it was more of a natural inclination as a veteran myself of the Air Force. You know, I felt a kinship, you know, to the VA post-service, you know, time. While I was in the service, I didn't think anything about the VA, quite honestly. I didn't know, you know, what it meant. I didn't, I certainly didn't have, you know, the sense of, the overall mission because, you know, I I guess I still felt and in some ways still feel like I'm not really a veteran, but the reality is, uh, you know, I am. I think of folks like my father, you know, as a veteran, right, that, you know, World War II, Vietnam War, you know, those kinds of uh, things. I, I, you know, I just, I didn't equate myself in that way. And so I didn't think a whole lot about the mission while I was in service but it was in you know working with my dad he was a huge VA consumer and uh you know as he kind of got up in years and and you know as he transitioned out and and passed there was just a lot of things that I was doing with him and then subsequently after he passed with the VA that made me realize that it's a pretty central service and and mission and so I got to that place in my former private sector life that I, you know, had an opportunity to, you know, to think about some things in terms of moving on, what what I want my next I guess chapter to look like and you know, I could have stayed with that organization but you know, I, I was like, you know what? If, you know, here's the time for me to to really reflect and see where I can make a difference and quite honestly, the reason why that was um something that was a thought of mine was because I had in the back of my mind all the things that I was going through and working through with my dad and I just wanted to, you know, make myself available. Um and it just so happened at that time of inflection that the VA had an opportunity that would work for me or could work for me. And so um uh VA was the only place other than the the organization that I was with, which was Hilton worldwide, that I was interested in. It was gonna be, you know, stay with Hilton for, for the rest of my professional uh life or um, you know, take the opportunity to um, you know, Help and give back, if you will, with the VA.
0: Certainly, very mission driven. I mean, we hear that all the time in government, serving the mission and, you know, serving in public service. But at VA, it's a little bit different because it touches so many people, and all of us have veterans that we know or we're close to. And the fact that you kind of have that dual mission to improve lives like those of your dad or someone else's dad or even yourself. It's pretty impactful.
1: Yeah, it is, and now you know my daughter; uh, she's a uh, an Air Force officer. So you know, it just and, and I'm able to kind of give her you know some guidance and advice on things that she needs to be thinking about that I know that she's not thinking about right now. Because when I was in those shoes, I wasn't thinking about those things. So it's really to your point. You know, the degrees of separation are very very small in terms of the you know who you're touching and who you're you're impacting. So the mission is um, it stands on its own. One of the things that I did not realize at the time, and again, it's just because I just, you know, didn't really think a whole lot about it. But, you know, the things that happen in the VA, I mean, the overall mission, the services, the all the things that are delivered. I mean, you know, the reality is this is, you know, the equivalent of maybe four industries mashed into one organization you know, four, you know, Fortune 500 type of, you know, companies mashed into one organization. So it's pretty humbling. And, uh, and I'm, I'm happy that I made that choice and, and it worked out to where I could join and do my part.
0: That's an interesting statement. The four industries mashed into one. Can you go explain that a little bit?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the probably the biggest and probably the least that I, you know, really, you know, paid attention to, if you will, is clearly the hospital or the the health you know portion of it. You can equate that to you know in terms of its size and scope to um, maybe the next largest might be Kaiser right Kaiser Permanente right and they're focused you know on health right. So we have this big block of services you know around health within the VA, but you know not too far back from that is the whole benefits you know area and benefits you know range from home loan, home guarantee, type of activities to truly, you know, retirement and other, you know, types of benefits associated with with service connected injuries and all that. So truly benefit and benefit analysis to insurance, right? To, you know, memorial services. It's just all these things are combined under one roof and that is, you know, at the end of the day, from a platform perspective, from what we do, you know, uh, what my team is responsible for, you know, network is a network is a network. But to know and to appreciate the nuances that are at, at a memorial site versus the nuances that may be at a benefits uh, regional office to what is needed at a at an actual VA medical center is the key, right? And so... Your delivery of services has to be agile enough to take in consideration all of those entities. But the reality is that they're all under one roof.
0: So what does it really mean when you take into account, you know, obviously the overall mission and then all those facets of what makes VA, VA, what does it really mean to provide that structure for the networks and the cybersecurity? And what does that enable at the agency?
1: So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's, I think if I'm looking at what my team provides and how I show up, you know, every day. I it's all foundational, right? It starts with that first experience, let's just say for the the new care provider coming on, you know, ensuring that they have, you know, a as low touch and as seamless of an onboarding experience, if you will, to make sure that they, you know, have It's called, you know, kind of that first day capability in uh, the private sector world. I think on the public sector side, the adoption is a little bit slower for a number of reasons. But obviously, you know, first day capabilities being productive that first day is an objective and a goal. Well, my team's, you know, kind of responsibility relative to that is to ensure that that onboarding technology, that onboarding, you know, services that we affect, you know, are available and are considerate of the dynamics that come into play with getting someone badged, if you will. And then once they're on board and they're badged and they're working, you know, clearly ensuring that, you know, we're maintaining, you know, optimal networking services so that that experience that they have isn't, or that service or care that they're providing, you know, isn't hampered because the proverbial plumbing isn't working. So it's foundational. And that's why, you know, earlier when I was Mentioning that um, there's a, not a day that goes by where something doesn't happen where I feel, you know, uh, I need to pay attention because, you know, there's always going to be, you know, a, a tie in to that infrastructure fabric that, you know, my team and I are responsible for. So, you know, we enable those providers, uh, we enable those business units to do the things and, and provide and deliver the services to veterans and their families. So, you know, while we don't always have a direct service offering, you know, to the veteran, we're right there with the caregiver.
0: Right. And those foundations are of course almost just as important to even make that happen, especially uh, considering, you know, VA's digital modernization and all the efforts that are underway now and into the future. You mentioned your time in the private industry. Is there anything from that time that overlaps a little bit at VA or or something that you would like to bring to VA that you think is missing?
1: I was at Hilton Worldwide for just under 17 years. The path that we were on at Hilton like a lot of a lot of other organizations, you know, we were on that precipice of, you know, establishing a DevOps organization and truly doing things to value map our IT services and capabilities to those business outcomes uh, if you will. And so it was, you know, We were very progressive and, you know, obviously, you know, that's a tight market out there for a lot of companies. And so, you know, it's a matter of, you know, failing fast, getting in there and, 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 you know, making that difference and, you know, enabling the business. When I came to, I got to a place, a natural pivot point at Hilton, and it seems like that pivot point that enabled me to then, you know, avail myself to the VA, I came in and there was things that, You know, we probably had just did, let's call it, you know, if if a maturity level scale is, you know, one is you're just getting started, you know, two through five is varying degrees of success and, and ability. You know, we were probably at a, you know, for some things like our DevOps maturity, we were probably sitting at about a three at Hilton when I pivoted coming to the VA, it was at level one. So there were a lot of things that we were still working through and iterating at Hilton that was top and fresh of mind for me coming into the VA. So it almost felt like, you know, it wasn't necessarily a, you know, starting over point. It was more of a, you know, let me scrub in and, and uh, you know, lend some, you know, some advice, guidance or what have you, or in some cases, you know, raise my hand to lead some things. One of those things was you know establishing our, our service management function which now you know years later i'm very happy with how things are progressing there that you know we have a you know kind of a single taxonomy associated with how we think about our overall you know service management capability and the tool platforms that we're using you know to deliver against you know, those processes if you will well we hear it at at VA service now as the foundational technology used for delivering, you know, those service management functions. As I transitioned from Hilton, that's exactly what we were using and, and doing. And again, we were iterating as in my role there, we were iterating to probably, again, you know, a third level of maturity. So, you know, again, that was that was just top of mind and just very um, timely if you will, for me to walk in and and to see that, you know, we were on the precipice of going down that path at the VA. So it felt like I didn't miss a beat. I mean, there were some things that, like I said, I, I, you know, provided counsel and some, you know, some vision around, but by and large, it wasn't like I had to go and sell the idea. So it was really, you know, great to kind of see the thought processes that were there that, you know, could leverage the things that, you know, I was, you know, right in the middle of at Hilton. So
0: well there's definitely always plenty of opportunities where a government can leverage industry or even you know be inspired by private industry, considering how quick they move on things. <laughs> so I understand you are also currently working on the v a s version of platform one is that right? Yes tell me about that
1: yeah, so that one is also kind of the a, a labor of love, right? so one of the things that uh, I was focused on at Hilton was, you know, again, the, the whole DevOps evolution. And VA Platform 1 is essentially the embodiment of that in terms of a product, right? DevOps is a framework, but at the end of the day, you have to have something, you know, tangible to enable to deliver those capabilities. And so, yeah, that was one of those things that, you know, for me to start the drumbeat, you know, I did the marketing you know, got my team, you know, kind of assembled to uh get out there and, and do the market research that was needed. You know, I didn't wanna, you know, be too um pejorative over the the solution and, and how we went there. So it was very, you know, good and and, you know, helpful that the Air Force was already, you know, going down that had already gone down that path. So we engaged with them, you know, early on in our journey here just to kind of see the um not necessarily the tools but certainly the the marketing and and the campaigning if you will that they had to kind of put together to get adopters you know and at Hilton it was a bit easier because you know we had the value proposition we did a lot of value mapping on the front end and so there was only one you know solution there was only one place that everyone you know had to focus on and so in a lot of ways we had built in Adoption, if you will, where here at the at the v a probably very much like it was for the Air Force, you know you kind of have to get it out there, you know build it up if you will, and and then get you know those tracer bullets if you will, to kind of you know start to utilize the environment and so I feel really good about where we're headed with that, and the longevity of this initiative is to me is is very material right it it really does create. A North Star moment for OINT and um, prevents us from having to, you know, do a lot of independent builds, if you will. For this, this creates an inter- you know, a, an enterprise platform that, you know, teams that don't have the wherewithal or teams that don't, you know, know exactly how to build an automated environment that where they can deploy, you know, their application can consume and scale their environment to meet the demands or meet the performance uh, associated with usage of their application without having to put a ticket in or without having to, you know, go back and do some, you know, project management. This is material for that. And um, it furthered from a, just a personal perspective drives one of the things that, you know, I thought was, you know, very important, which is, you know, get the applications, get the business out of the, liberate them from the notion of, uh, we need to host this in the cloud, or we need to host this at a data center. This removes that conversation and gets us to some objective, you know, what are the requirements? Because now you have a platform that utilizes both the cloud and the data centers, the legacy data centers, Based on performance and capacity, not necessarily on just what you desire, if you will. So so leaving and and putting that type of um, stamp on our hosting modernization roadmap, which is tied to our digital roadmap, is, is huge to me.
0: Yeah, it sounds huge. Are you learning anything from the Air Force on this?
1: Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's kind of what I was kind of driving at. The whole premise was, you know... How do you get adoption, right? Uh, I think that as, as they started their journey or as they worked through their journey with DLD, it became you know, probably clear to them that they needed to show the value proposition you know, of this. And to be the one thing that we learned was you, know, you, you have to have you know, options, uh, if you will. So it just can't be, you know. Uh, and this is kind of what I talk with my team all the time on, we have to have roadmaps that gives options, you know, for folks. It's one thing for us to say that we provide this service, and thou shalt much, you know, thou shalt use it. It's another thing for us to say we provide this service, and we have these options available to you, right? So that gives them some ability to choose their the things that they need or the things that they would prefer, without necessarily saying you have to, you know, code and deliver to this one, you know, capability. So, you know, it it created in my mind a, a thing for us to recognize that we do have to continue to evolve and continue to sell this service as if it's, you know, truly a service that they can, they select and opt into as opposed to one that they have to do, even though ultimately, you know, they'd have to make some decisions if they chose not to use one of the services that we're providing, they, they have to come up with that business certification. But the Air Force model really helped uh, to solidify the fact that we needed to have options as opposed to just one way to, you know, service up the uh, that delivery service.
0: Absolutely. So looking back over your you know past four years at VA, how far has VA come in its IT modernization journey, I mean, you've talked already about some pretty prominent projects going on, but how do you see it in the past and where do you see it going?
1: Yeah, yeah. Coming in, I, you know, like I said, I had a lot of um, hope and a lot of those have come to fruition. One of the things that I think is probably most significant to me is our growth, you know, in the cloud space. We traveled from, you know, cloud first model. Which you know created, I think a lot of um, turmoil for some parts of the organization. We've over time we've rationalized that to you know, thankfully, you know the cloud smart federal position came out, and so we were able to pivot to more of that selective adoption, if you will, which then led to you know my ability to bring that team directly into the, in alignment with the broader infrastructure. Team in focus, so that we can not only just have a you know a cloud smart kind of approach, but also you know a, a an overall you know data center modernization uh, and optimization effort, uh, if you will. When I look at what we've done with with our overall ability to meet and drive our services based on business demand, we've grown from you know more of a waterfall mentality overall to an agile. Approach to almost everything that we're doing, whether that's, you know, delivering applications and, and capabilities to how we're turning out and, and delivering things on the uh, on the infrastructure side. It's an agile kind of backdrop, whereas before it was pretty much waterfall, big bang kind of thing. So you could just see how or I could see, you know, how the, the evolution over a very small period of time was um starting to take shape. And the fact that we also, you know, adopted a product line framework really helped to um, help us focus on what I'll consider delivery and grouping of, you know, common services, common capabilities, you know, under one umbrella. And that, that, in my mind, you know, being able to bucket things in that way really helps to drive a narrative and to, you know, put us more in line with with business outcomes.
0: It's certainly come a long way. And um, it seems like there are so many things you're working on that are only going to contribute to that digital future. And especially considering the emerging technologies, you know, that have promise in federal IT right now. What lasting impacts do you hope to leave at VA, you know, well into the future?
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I can say that I came to the VA to, in a lot of ways, you know, very, in a very philosophical manner to do my part and to serve, if you will. Part of that is more than just, you know, um, answering the mail, if you will, and, you know, checking the box, you know, it it truly is, you know, leaving things better than, than I, you know, receive them. And and in a lot of ways, working myself, you know, out of roles, I I feel like, you know, if I'm not, you know, focused on those kind of longer lasting uh, effects, then I'm, I'm really not doing a service, you know, so my focus has always been, you know, on you know planting seeds, uh, and whether I'm there to you know see those the fruits of that labor or to see that flower bloom or not is really you know it's not a motivator for me. It's just knowing that that is going to be you know a um, a nice tree once it's uh, grown. So one area that I feel very good about was kind of establishing a a managed service mentality. It Was a lot like. We had on the private sector side. I brought a lot of those concepts to the table, got a lot of um naysays initially, uh, but over time and and me kind of learning how to, you know, what words I needed to use, you know, what word is more impactful, you know, in, in a certain form, you know, that was just, that was my, my maturation into the VA. So as I started to learn that, I could see that, that that the mentality and the need, you know, was there. And so I feel pretty good about you know kind of getting that level of focus in place even though you know i passed that on to some other teams and and moved on to the infrastructure side that that managed service mentality has stuck and i think that that's going to you know pay dividends to um future leaders uh in the uh in that application space if you will i think about um again how i mentioned you know our cloud uh strategy and, and pivoting as we pivoted to that cloud smart Adoption, which enabled me to then you know work towards bringing the core infrastructure and the cloud um, elements together under a bimodal delivery culture. So you know that is going to have longer-lasting effects. I'm very happy with where you know where where we are now, what our trajectory is, and I think that the sky is the limit. You know for IT relative to that, Uh, and then probably you know as I you know kind of mentioned before with getting the hosting modernization strategy in place uh, and then ultimately getting the um the actual platform up and running and getting those adopters you know on there you know liberating the IT leadership from having to worry about or think about you know whether something should go into the cloud or whether something you know should be at the data center i think is pivotal it puts us in a position to where we can just truly focus on requirements on performance on outcomes, not on the technology itself. So I'm feeling pretty good about the future and and how things will prevail over time.
0: That's fantastic. Well, Reggie, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts and projects and kind of giving us a look into what's going on at VA, digital-wise and tech-wise. I'm really looking forward to seeing all the fruits of your labor, as you mentioned.
1: <laughs> yeah, hey, same here. I'm a, I'm a fan as well as a participant, so I'm, I'm just, I, I feel very fortunate right now. Great. I appreciate the time, Amy.
0: Thank you. GovCast is a production of Government CIO Media and Research. For more podcasts, head to our website. And please, if you liked what you heard, let us know by leaving us a review in iTunes. We continue to strive to help you connect with federal IT's top decision makers. Thanks for listening.